0: hello and welcome to glitch cube we gaming podcast and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games as always i'm christian and i'm chris and welcome back everybody thank you guys so much for joining us once again as we dive further into the world of games so first off i want to say thank you guys for you know bearing with us with a little bit of a break there from last week you know life gets in the way things get busy and there's a lot of things that we had to handle but we hope that you have enjoyed the episode that we threw out there went along with the mechanics episodes that we've been putting out uh, and it was one of our favorites on the death mechanics Uh, One of the first ones he did, actually, on diving into game mechanics specifically. So this week, we are going to be talking about gaming memories. And with the release of Final Fantasy uh, coming out like very, very soon here, uh, we are very excited and we wanted to just dive into our memories of Final Fantasy VII uh, a little bit more, kind of talk about the new game coming out, everything, just all of it all in one and just our expectations, what we're looking forward to, uh, maybe some of the new quirks that would be coming up with this new title that maybe some people are not expecting, especially after playing remake. Uh, you know, there's, I, I feel like this one's going to have a very different vibe to it for sure. Uh, but there's, you know, this game holds a, a near and dear place in our hearts. It's, it's always on the top of the list of top JRPGs, top RPGs out there, especially for the PlayStation one era. Uh, It's a lot of people's first, uh, you know, version or first dive into the genre itself, especially for those of us in, you know, in our thirties, this was the game that started it all, or it could have been the first one that we played. Uh, So it's always been put on that pedestal and it's just an exciting time. So why don't we just, jump right in you know like what was i know we talked about it a lot on this show i mean it's kind of hard not to uh but what are what's one of your like favorite aspects of final fantasy 7 what was something that you loved doing in it that might not be the most conventional or most you know like expected aspect of the game Ooh. i do know throwing you for a loop question we that we didn't prep for I know. I'm like, usually
1: my go to is always the music because the music always stands out to me. But,
0: uh, honestly, I loved
1: the amount of it. Well, okay. Before that, it, I really liked exploring in that world for some weird reason. It, it had such pretty pre rendered like cities and towns and just the environments. And I loved just, looking at everything, because as someone who grew up on a console, for the most part, I wasn't used to pre-rendered backgrounds like that, because I know that was more of a PC thing. And I just loved sitting at it and staring at those visuals. But something that I really loved about 7 especially was that there was a lot of like side stuff and hidden stuff in it that up until that point i i had mostly played jrpgs you know growing up like it was either that or platformers those are my two big things and i don't remember much in the way of side stuff in a lot of those older games you know i feel like chrono trigger had some but it wasn't like extensive Mm -hmm. but when seven had it i was like oh my god there's all these like weapons to fight there's you know there's Knights of the Round and all this kind of stuff, and it was so much fun just finding all the stuff and then reading the strategy guide. Like I remember, I love. I didn't get the guide.
0: I I just stared at the artwork for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah,
1: I miss those old strategy guides because it would just be like for me, I would go to borders and you know my brother would go off into sci-fi and i'd be like oh i'm gonna go you know to the game section usually it was always the games and then we go to music and i would listen to cds and you can still scan the barcodes but mm-hmm. god the- i missed that
0: that was such a fun sorry like that that just kind of like <laughs> awoke something in me you know like going out down, the, down there you just grab your cd you scan it it pulls up the full playlist and you can listen to like mm-hmm. bits of the songs right that was dude so it was awesome
1: fun. I found so much cool music that way like that's how I really learned like so many different genres and artists cause yeah it's, it made like,
0: you explore
1: yeah it was cool and there was like sometimes there'd be like one song that would play fully out mm-hmm. of it where the rest were samples and I'm like this is awesome mm-hmm. but yeah. between that and <clears throat> the game section I would just sit there and I would read strategy guides for like an hour or two just looking at the art and looking at the world and the stages and i'm like this is crazy and i remember final fantasy sevens because it was kind of a bigger book and i was like this looks amazing because i didn't get it right away um i'm probably gonna save this for a little bit after because i know you were asking me for what my favorite thing of this was <laughs> yeah no worries um but For me, I think it's like just, you know, the amount of surprises that that game had for a young mind, basically. You know, nowadays we expect hidden, harder bosses, side stuff. But for me, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I never experienced it back then. So, yeah, just the the curiosity that game gave me was cool. But what about you?
0: This definitely was the first game that had what I would say, like side missions, right? Or like hidden things that I I played personally. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was like my first experience in that where there's secret bosses, there's new things, there's like the Ultima weapons and just trying to go out and find those things was so, so much fun. And I, going back to the strategy guide real quick, like I remember my copy, like to the T. I bought it used and the cover was all ripped. So I got it for like $2, but I love that thing. I carried it with me. It was in my book bag. I just would look at the artwork and I would read about the areas even after playing them. I, I think I read that, that guide cover to cover before actually like playing the game itself. I was just so fascinated and enthralled in this. And I, we don't get that anymore. I don't feel like I feel that way about games anymore, <laughs> which is kind of sad. But with how much, with how many games we get coming out, where it's like, okay, I beat this one. Now onto the next one, right? It's literally like mm. same day, new game. Here we go, right? Being able to jump in, it, it, it it's tough. It, we don't, you don't get that sense of like just a really, really meaningful, deep experience. But I think for me, the biggest thing that I absolutely loved about this game, it was the The summons themselves, mm-hmm. I love the summon system. And seven for me was like the top. It was the like the most memorable summons of back in the day. I know that they're in every Final Fantasy, but for some reason, like Ifrit, Ifrit is my man. Like he is my favorite summon to this day because of Final Fantasy Seven. The way he looked in that when he does Hellfire. Oh my gosh, I love that stuff. You know, like it just was such a great look, such an amazing like rendering back then. The graphics were, you know, looking back at it now, it's not that great, but it just was something so memorable to me. And every single chance I get to have Ifrit in my party, I don't care if there's stronger summons, I have them, right? Like I just always have to have Ifrit there. And I feel like that kind of like bled over into... Pokemon as well like Charmander was my first pick like there's something about the the art style of fire that is so cool and they do it so right and just make it that much more interesting like even in World of Final Fantasy I got Ifrit right away and he never left my party <laughs> like he was just a constant until like throughout the entire game never left it was Ifrit and Shiva and I always like dive into those but being able to find the hidden summons was a really memorable thing for me and I, I loved it. And when I got Knights of the Round, oh, it was just like the cherry on top. I thought that was such an amazing move and having it just trigger in like these battle sequences. It just, I loved just watching the scene play out in front of me and just making every single battle feel that much more epic and just that much grander. And it's just so funny looking back at like, like for instance um is it gaia right like his or terra i can't remember what they call them in this one but the earth elemental oh titan titan whenever he flips the stage right like he just flips the table and you see everything like tilt at a 45 the world flips over and then it's just like and we're standing we're good (laughs) it's like okay sure why not so i i love like how kind of obnoxious those things were but i absolutely love those sequences and it made even like the final boss fights that much bigger whenever you're able to just nuke someone with like knights of the round bahama send out your hellfires right like just go crazy with diamond dust and everything and just go nuts with it so yeah the the summons are my favorite part of the final fantasies for sure
1: i think i think you hit it right there too like that actually is my favorite thing of the final fantasies too because it's like you know with 10 we have it where they're almost like pokemon right which is awesome and then like each final fantasy does something different with the summons but i remember with seven they just felt grand Mm -hmm. and there were so many of them too like i was looking at it just now and i'm like oh there was 16 um not including the master summon, which I didn't even know existed, which is insane. Yeah. But it's like I guess it summons every summon.
0: Basically, yeah.
1: But uh because yeah. I was looking at this list and I remember Odin like blowing my mind as a kid. I was like, this guy's so oh. cool, you Him know? Shooting He's just... the
0: lightning in a radial pattern. Like that what's so <clears> great <throat> about this game is I remember Like you know, Final Fantasy ten, all that, like it's cool being able to play with those summons and actually use them, but I don't remember their sequences as heavily as I remember Sevens (laughs) with like the diamond dust, the hellfire like Mm -hmm. those those cutscenes are like ingrained in my mind now.
1: Yeah. I think the only one ten I remember is Anima just because it was so like That was bizarre.
0: That was a trip. That one, as soon as I got Anima, I was like, yes. Yes, please. That and Yojimbo. Yojimbo was awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, those secret summons in that game are really cool. Even the manga sisters are really cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, with 7, you know, it's it, it was cool because I hadn't really played 6 before 7. Because um, I was just too young. and uh, Because, obviously, the, I think it has, like, double the amount of, summons in that game and looking at this it's like interesting how some final fantasies will have way more summons than the other and i know with eight i feel like they picked a lot of weird ones like i felt like there wasn't a lot of these classics like when you look at seven's list it's like a lot of the summons that are in all the other ones right you got alexander you got bahamut leviathan phoenix like it's just oh my god yeah and then like i was saying earlier with knights of the round like i remember being so proud of myself for actually getting that because it's like i don't know for me like i didn't get it the first time i played the game Right, because I was young. But the second time I played it as I got older, because it's such a process, right? You have to beat the ruby weapon, which Mm -hmm. weapons are really annoying in that
0: game. They are a pain in the ass in that game. Unless you're like 999, good luck. And you got lucky sevens across the board. I feel like you pretty much have to be. Yeah. For them. And and you need the auto life as well. Oh, gosh. I remember getting all that stuff. Ugh. (laughs)
1: And it's like you would get the desert rose, right? And then you would have to try and get a gold Chocobo
0: just to be able to get
1: over mm-hmm. to that island to get that summon. But, oh, my God, that summon was so cool. Granted, it was really annoying to use more than once just because, like, that summon scene was <laughs> it, so It seems like
0: three minutes long. <laughs> yeah.
1: But it was so cool, man. Like, all of the knights just come down and just go crazy. Like, I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Like,
0: ugh. Man. I'm surprised that's the one summon we haven't seen again. Or, like, um, more prevalent. Like, is there other Final Fantasy games that have Knights of the Round? Or was no, this the it, only one?
1: I mean, it is also kind of weird having, like, authorian legends in a Final Fantasy game, but...
0: That's true. But there's, like, I mean, Alexander is kind of religious-y in a way. Yeah.
1: I mean, it has I, Hades in it. It has, like all of the summons are basically based off of like mythology or religions around the world. So it's like, it makes sense, but it is I weird mean, how we haven't, haven't seen that. I mean, there's since.
0: like seven different types of Bahamut. So <laughs> 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 it'd be nice to have just a Knights of the round again. I, I feel like, um, this last one, 16 should have had a uh, Knights of the round. I feel like that would have fit
1: or Dude, something that like would it.
0: Crazy. Yeah. That would have been awesome.
1: Just an endless onslaught of fighting the knights. That would have been cool.
0: Even if it was just like an end game, like last battle. This is the last sequence, right? Like, I, I feel mm-hmm. like that would have been a really cool, just add on something special for everyone. But eh, okay. yeah, that's okay. Worst things, right? But yeah, <laughs> that no. I I think with on top of the summons, there's some like really amazing things with seven for sure. And I, I do feel like this, uh, you know, Rebirth is going to be a very different experience for most players. And from what I've heard from a lot of like uh, game reporters and other podcasters that got their hands on uh, the title early, it's, it is a very different experience than what Remake had set in front of us. Because, you know, Remake was just Midgar, it was a fairly small ish environment that you got to roll around in. And now, since the world is opening up. And this same thing happened in the original Final Fantasy VII. We go from such a small world that you're playing in for like 20 hours, right? And then all of a sudden the world opens up to you and there's a million different things to do. And they kind of hinted at some of the like the quirky aspects that you can have in this game, uh, especially during the whole drag sequence with Cloud. Uh, the <laughs> little mini games that you got to do with like the squats and all that stuff. It was there, but this other... Part of this game is very mini game heavy. There's a lot of like little distractions that you can go and do uh, that add to the game and as a whole, but they're not requirements of the game themselves. And it's nice to be able to get lost in them. Uh, and I think because of those little distractions, those little mini games, it definitely was one of the first times that I played a game that I felt like I needed to know absolutely everything about it right like having even like yuffie and vincent as missable characters like you can play the game and not get them and like that's kind of it's it's weird that i I don't think that games nowadays really have that like there are some like with your star ocean games that if you have a certain party member you might not be able to get another one right that kind of aspect but actual fully missable characters are something that's here but Besides that, I think the mini games themselves are going to be very prevalent and it's going to throw a lot of people off for this one. I mean, how like to get Phoenix or to get Knights of the Round, like you said, like there's a lot of extra things that you have to do on top of that. And one of those is the mini game of like Chocobo breeding and Chocobo racing. And you have to do that to raise the Chocobos to go get Knights of the Round or in order to get Phoenix summon You have to play the Fort Condor minigame where you're just kind of playing like a tactics E like uh, I don't know how to explain it fully. It's kind of like a space invaders tactics fight simulator where you're guarding. It's like King of the Hill almost. Yeah, it's
1: not like an RTS, but it's kind of close to it a little bit. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's it's bizarre, but you have to do that in order to get this summon. And you don't know you're going to get that. It kind of hints at it, right? There's a big phoenix egg on top of Fort Condor. Kind of like shows you that maybe there's something there. But for people who've never played the game before, you know, kid us who are just playing it, we didn't know that there was a summon up there. We just thought it was a cool place to go to. And here, there's something else that we get to do and have fun with. But I don't know. There, there's so many different types of mini games here. And I'm curious, like, is there a mini game that really stood out to you as one that you enjoyed playing? Um, more than others, or one that's just like really memorable.
1: I really like the snowboarding one because at the time I really liked snowboarding games.
0: Oh, um, like SSX Tricky or 1080, yeah. <laughs> right? 1080, baby.
1: <laughs> um, Dude, I love that game. I still have memories of playing that. What um,
0: happened to snowboarding games? They bring those back.
1: I mean, Extreme Sports just i think like i know the recent no, not recently but in the 360 they tried to bring back ssx mm-hmm. and it was just like kind of mid and then there was like some recent snowboarding game i think steep that tried to make it kind of cool but oh yeah writers republic yeah it's like they don't really make games about it much anymore but it's just like I feel like you can't really do a whole lot more mm-hmm. with that genre. Right. But yeah, that, Hmm. I secretly like the Chocobo racing, even though I felt like it was very clunky.
0: Oh God, it was super clunky.
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> But it God, felt good one... bringing in what you bred, right? Like, uh, like actually putting in the work outside of the race and bringing in that stuff. Mm-hmm. That part was nice. It, it you actually felt like you, um, like m- had a say in it, or you were like more invested in it, like being an actual like horse tamer almost, but a bows
1: And the I music in like the, the race the coaster. is great.
0: The coaster's good. The the track coaster, the shoot 'em yep. up one. Or, yeah, I hated the
1: squats.
0: Really? Oh gosh, I,
1: I, I actually really did like Fort Condor a lot. mm Hmm.
0: Condor's classic and that's one that I definitely remember playing the most because after I think after the first time I did it that was definitely one that I now that I knew that had a summon in it I'm like okay I need to get really good at this and let me just like find the fastest way to like cruise through this and do it right the first time so you know the submarine game was hard. I don't even
1: remember that I'm looking at this picture and I'm like I don't remember that.
0: What was nice about the submarine game was that it was actually training you or teaching you how to deal with Emerald weapon, because that is the only way to find Emerald was in the ocean and you have to take right. a submarine down there. So it was probably one of the only mini games now I'm thinking about it that had a direct correlation to the outside world. Hmm. Right. Mm hmm. I can see that. But there's others, you know, like the Mog House one. I I remember that. I and basically just trying to get a Moogle to fall in love with another one, and it's not really like a mini game, mini game, But you're so just kind that, like of, feed him. Yeah, you just keep feeding oh, Koopa nuts until he can fly, and he's like feels brave and strong enough to ask for her. You know, <laughs> it's it, it's super goofy. But I like the fact that they had that little goofy aspect baked into this. It was really nice.
1: But, yeah, and yeah. it's I'm curious to see what they're going to do in rebirth with this cuz I'm pretty sure they're going to include all of it, right? Like
0: they have to, especially even, the G-bike stuff. I mean, the bike was in remake, so they have to keep that going.
1: And I know they're they're adding a bunch, like in the demo they have it where you play the piano right like so basically Mm -hmm. um for those out there that haven't played the demo you walk in the tifa's house uh as a memory and in her room you find a music sheet and basically it's like i guess right yeah you're gonna be able to find song sheets around and you can play it on the piano and the cool thing is is there's a free play and it's crazy the amount of like how you can change oh, the pitch cool. and all this kind of stuff. So it's like if someone out there really wants to play around with this like piano that you can use with your joysticks and buttons, it's really awesome. Like I was really surprised how clever it was. I've never seen a piano played with a, a controller like that. So it was it was cool. But I like, like that if that's in there, I'm like
0: some actual meaning behind that, because that was how you got Tifa's final limit break. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. Final Heaven or something. Yeah, I think it was Final Heaven. You have to find her music so. sheet and play it in her house. So the the fact that they're getting but that piano doesn't really play any part at all in the original game. You just kind of have to find the music sheet, and that there was a piano here and go and play it. So the fact mm-hmm. that they're actually giving it a purpose, showing that you can do more with it is going to make it easier. I think if they do that, right, it would be nice if they put in a little secret for Tifa there, like maybe new equipment or even uh, the final limit break again uh, would be really cool. I like that they're allowing the player to be able to play the mu- the music there, like in um, Sky. Sky, you can leave music behind for other players, which I think That's is a really right. cool aspect. So if they do like an m- online version where you can actually listen to people's music that they've recorded and uploaded, that'd be really cool.
1: Matter you know people are just going to do some crazy songs on TikTok
0: Oh yeah, I think that'll be nice. Yeah. So is there anything in this new one that you are really excited to see? Like a cutscene or a memory that you're excited to relive and resee, but in these new graphics and fully updated? Honestly, it's just the exploration side of it.
1: Because, I mean, that's my favorite thing with these games is the exploration, right? Especially back then where the overworlds looked very plain. Mm-hmm. There was... You know, there was little hill shapes with grass on your way from Fort Condor to, you know, Junon, right? It didn't look like anything. But when you play the demo, it's like, wow, look at this. Like, it's crazy how the world looks in this, which my mind as a kid never connected the dots that it would look like that. And I think between that and kind of seeing what they do with like Vincent I'm like I'm curious about it cuz I know rebirth is supposed to take place up into the end of disk 1 right and mm-hmm. I mean disk 2 it's kind of lengthy too cuz I know disk 3 is just like the final battle so it's not really that important but I'm curious because
0: my mind vincent kind of just gets dropped in in the original there's not really like any lead up to it well
1: it's like in the trailers like the trailers i felt like were really weird that they were showing about this because there were times where i'm like oh they're kind of throwing some spoilers out there especially when you like think back to the original but at the same time i'm also like huh this scene shouldn't be in disc one. Mm. This was something that happened in disc two. So I'm curious if they're going to merge and shorten some of the stuff. Because, I mean, there were some stuff in the original that felt like padding a little bit. But I guess, like, yeah, just seeing the towns. Like, I'm so curious about, like, Cosmo Canyon and Costa del Sol. And, yeah, it it's weird because originally I wasn't really hyped for this game at all cuz mm. remake was just kind of okay to me um but playing the demo it it just made me want to like get back into this world and see it in a different way right to see this world that i like deeply imagined as a kid but lifelike is freaking bonkers what yeah. about you
0: i i'm really excited to see uh Cosmo Canyon with the planetarium I'm mm-hmm. very excited because that sequence was so memorable to me. And I want to see if Red Thirteen's grandfather is going to be floating or a walking person. Because <laughs> that was always really weird to me. He had no legs. He just floated. <laughs> and then they never explained that or never really got into that one. Uh, but there's one like pretty quick-ish sequence. But I'm excited to just see it fully rendered and see how they can get the mood just right of this sequence. Of uh whenever they come out the tunnel and they see the giant serpent like on a pike that Sephiroth put there, right like in the original game, that was such a very like intense moment of like holy crap, this thing is that like Sephiroth is that powerful, so I'm just mm-hmm. excited to see how they portray that message and how well it comes across this time, and I would love to if we're able to like I hope they they do it but hearing the jenova song again if we if we get to that i think that would be amazing where we actually see and hear Genova's song in this new like new version of the game i i would be blown away and i would absolutely love that like really like really diving into that aspect and just kind of like playing through that again because that's actually my favorite song 100 percent. but now i'm actually very curious of um because the way that they introduce Yuffie in Remake, I feel like they're going to do the same thing with Vincent, where it's not a missable character. You're just going to kind of get it. Right. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's just going to probably be the easiest way of, of doing it. And it makes sense because people aren't going, like I said, this might be their very first experience with Final Fantasy VII. So you can't really lean on that too heavy of, this is only people who played the original that know to look here and, they like go into this coffin and find them and say the right thing, right? Like, like there, there's a, a different fan base now playing this game. So I'm, I'm just ex- excited to get my hands on it and play through it. And I can tell that the world is excited for this because if you Google Final Fantasy Rebirth right now, Google has a countdown. <laughs> so that says a lot. Like, there's actual just at the top of it before all the searches, there's a legit like day hour minute countdown just right there. So and that that's cool. I think that's awesome. I love that they're doing that. And they put that in for this game. It just shows how big it is. I know that they do that for other things. But I feel like it's for like big name movies or whatever it may be. But the fact that they actually have that for this game says a lot. And I'm just I'm really looking forward to it. This year has been a lot of fun with how big these RPGs are. And For me, in general, a lot of the games I've been playing are JRPGs and RPGs again, like old and new, and it's it just feels like that that's all I'm going to be playing this year, (laughs) and I'm actually getting through them pretty quickly, so I'm I'm very excited to be able to play through this one and dive into some of the other ones as well. So, yeah, this is going to be a fun one for sure, and it's it's just going to be a blast to play through. I hope that the fans out there that are playing this, I are as receptive to it being kind of a weirder, different experience than Remake was uh, because it's just expanding on that world and looking at it as not just the same thing, right? Like now we are going into the open world exploration. Now we are getting introduced to these mini games and the aspect that you can do much more. And it's just a continuation of Remake. It's the same game, just more, right? And I I hope that people are receptive to that and don't get turned off by that so we'll see uh what the overall consensus is pretty soon here but i have a feeling that no matter what it's going to be huge and people are going to love it so
1: i'm excited to see like the hype right like it's i remember you know obviously remake was the the first touch into this but the i feel like there's a lot more hype behind this release than remake for some weird reason i don't Mm know why like I felt like Remake had a pretty big hype, but this one just seems to be where I'm hearing people that don't really play RPGs talk about it. Mm -hmm. And as someone who was too young for the release of the original, I didn't get to witness, like, the supposedly, like, I don't want to say pandemonium, but apparently this was really big when it came out. Like, in. In a surprising way, because, I mean, JRPGs weren't that massive out here back then, mm. right? Like, they, they came out here, yeah, but they they weren't on, like, a global scale, and it's interesting when you look back, even celebrities, how they talk about this game, right? Like, saying it, it was very inspirational to them, they learned a lot of things from it, and it's like, wow, like, people i wouldn't expect played this game yeah and you know i played it the first time when i was like i played it like the fall that summer because i got it for my birthday right because the original came out i think like yeah 97 january 31st so that summer i was able to play it and you know being like i don't know eight years old seven years old it was like I didn't fully understand a lot of the the themes going on in it. I was just like, oh, this is cool. It's a 3D RPG, like it was a new cool thing. And then I uh, you know, once once I got through the later Final Fantasies, right? Like 8 and 9, I I went back to 7 after having all this knowledge and I just like really fell in love with it. You know, like it even though like that old game looks really old it still holds up and you know I see people out there just you know not giving remake a shot because it is different and that's honestly how I was at first too like I remember being super excited for remake and then playing it and I didn't like it at first I really didn't because I didn't like the the new direction right? I I was one of those people that was like, I wanted the original game just pretty. But as more time went on, I was like, you know, the story is not that bad. I kind of like it. And as I learned more about what they're trying to do with these new characters they're adding in there, I was like, I like this. Like, obviously, I still think the original is better up until this point, right? After Rebirth, I'll see if I my opinion changes, but I like that they're doing something new with it instead of just completely remaking the original. Because think about this. 20 years from now, if we're all still alive, if games are still a big thing, if this was just a pure remake of the original, people would only probably see this, right they wouldn't information about the original final fantasy would probably be so hard to find because who knows there'll probably be spin-offs of this game on top of it and i think it's important to be able to know the difference between the remake and the original and it's it's cool seeing this new take on it and it makes me wonder like was this the original intent? I was trying to find a developer interview where, like, was this the original take on the game that they want to do this? Because I remember growing up reading that the original one was supposed to be where you were supposed to destroy more of those reactors before leaving Midgard. Mm -hmm. But
0: they cut it. Supposedly the Dementor stuff was in the original as well, and that got cut too.
1: Yeah, because it's like when you really dive into what the dementors were for it's it makes sense with the story and that's why i didn't like it at first when i first played remake because i'm like oh this feels like kingdom hearts like Mm -hmm. why are these guys look like the organization i don't like this Mm -hmm. but when i learned what they're for i'm like that fills in some weird spots in the original that were just there but weren't really explained and I do think that this remake is trying to fix those like plot holes. And, you know, I think a lot of people also get turned off by how they did the battle system in this, which I really like it. I hate that if I step away from it, I kind of forget the controls. Mm-hmm. I uh but I think this is a like a nice take on that turn based, right? Like is it still to an extent, turn based. Well, not turn based, but it, it's trying to take that, the ATB, right? This is the modern take on it, where you can still attack and do all that kind of stuff, but to use your spells, you still have to fill that bar. And I like it. I personally like
0: it better than 16's
1: combat. And
0: it took a minute to get used to, but it is fun. It is enjoyable. And it reminds me of uh, like the Xenoblade combat style except for you have a little bit more control so you can in the in Final Fantasy you can actively be attacking on your own whereas like Xenoblade your character is auto attacking and then the you know your meter bars fill up and you're able to do different movesets then so it's like a more active Xenoblade so
1: yeah it's it's cool you know I I'm excited for this I I didn't think I would be and I think that's i don't know it it, like you said with the rpgs too it's like all this year that's basically all i've been playing and i've been kind of mixing some small stuff in between but it's just like one after another and i'm like am i gonna get burnt out like i'm a little worried that i'll be like kind of exhausted with it but at the same time it's weird it's like i got this like kick where i'm like i just want to keep playing rpgs this year like Mm -hmm is this going to be the year I finally catch up on some that I've been wanting to. And, you know, this year alone for new released RPGs, it's kind of insane how many good ones have come out already. And
0: I'm excited for rebirth. I can't wait. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And it's going to just, Oh my gosh. Yes. Please just bring more and let's just keep doing with this and uh, bring back nine. (laughs) Let's do that. Let's remake nine. Let's bring that into the modern era. We need to start that petition because <laughs> the, the mods for it look amazing. So we need to make that into a full fledged remake as well. Please, please. Uh, I need VV in this area as too. Yeah. Anyway.
1: That like <laughs> ultimate mod or ultimate thing that someone made. It's so cool. I think it was like an unreal, like dude. Yes, yeah. please. Also yeah. real quick. I don't remember in the original, but under Janon, Junon, whatever you want to mm-hmm. say it. I don't remember that under part of the city. So in the demo, I was like, there's an under city. And then I just looked it up and I'm like, oh yeah, there was a little sector in that. It just wasn't called under, under Janan. I'm like, I don't remember this at all. So, Crazy. I'm
0: trying to think about that. Yeah. It's, I feel like.
1: Like, I feel like most of the towns in the original I have burned in my mind. But I'm like,
0: I do not remember this at all. But huh? yeah, crazy. Weird. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Hope you guys have enjoyed this little conversation as we dive into our memories behind Final Fantasy 7. As we talk about you know Rebirth coming out right around the corner. Uh, it's it's going to be a crazy fun ride. But yeah. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week with some more games and all that good stuff. But until then, bye for now.